All right, we're live. Welcome to the A-Form show. Today, we do not have a guest. For this episode, we have stripped everything back. There's no bells and whistles. There's no fluff. There's no nothing. This particular episode, we debated quite a bit about. It went on for quite a while. To give you perspective, at the time, we had about four to five episodes under production for you guys. And obviously, we had the awesome guests who basically were patient enough to wait for it to come out. I mean, a few of these have been quite a while in the making. Well, we are where we are now. Earlier on, we didn't really want to address this matter, but now it seems inevitable. We kind of wanted to go on and release our episodes as we would normally and kind of give the value that you guys needed, wanted. It seemed that if we were to go on and do that in these times, it would probably come off as really bad taste and kind of defeats the purpose of why we do what we do. We decided that, yes, it is time to probably address what's happening. And instead of talking about it in a form of doom and gloom, to kind of address it in the way that it would actually be of benefit to you. Because again, that's why we're doing this. We're trying to add value to you and your workflow and your career and your lifestyle and all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. The COVID-19 world pandemic has quite literally brought the spinning globe that we call home to a complete standstill. Almost every industry, pretty sure almost every industry has been affected by this outbreak, not to mention ours. Obviously, that's the design and construction industry that I speak of. In these unprecedented times, almost all of us are now pretty much working from home, if not all of us. To some of us, this is new. To others, this is completely alien. But we can all agree as a collective that all of us have an eerie sort of sense of angst. Kind of this fear of the unknown. Because this pandemic is as such that we don't really have a fixed deadline to it. We can't really prepare for that end. We don't really know when this is going to end. And even when it does, we don't really know how normalcy or rather how long normalcy is going to take to come back once this pandemic is done. So this is a big question mark and therefore a big fear of the unknown. So it was at this point that we decided that we were going to put out this episode. Think of it as an episode that's going to be sort of a state of the union for architects and designers in the region but we wanted to keep it both for an employee and an employer so if you work for a practice you work on the employee side of things or if you run a practice and you're on the employer side of things hopefully this should give you perspective and a bit of value on both ends yeah i mean this is i mean this is where we are now i'm hoping that this episode is kind of going to give you a snapshot of basically what's happening right now and where we could potentially be heading. That's what's most important, where we could be heading given the new scenario. Obviously, this is new. This is exciting. This is scary. It is different. Currently, we at the A-Form show have now been working from home for about two weeks now. And in that time, 
there's a lot that has happened in two weeks. It kind of seems like it's been two months, but yeah, it's two weeks. In that time, we have suffered from early onset cabin fever, if you may, just not being able to get out, you know, contemplating even stepping out into the garden or your balcony or whatever that may be. We suffered from burnout. I know that seems strange, but we did. And I guess we'll get into it later on in the episode, but we suffered from burnout and we suffered also from whatever its equal opposite is. The anti-burnout, if you may. <laughs> we had both of those happening in in that time period, which was which was really strange. So we decided to better stabilize our boat, if you may, during these stormy waters. We came up with four points to focus on. Again, these apply to anyone in the design and construction field, probably to anyone basically even going through this probably at this point. Here are those four points. Point number one, empathy. Now, it's not really a business topic, not really something which comes up in talks of profit and loss and so on, but something which is very, very important. From the first point, which is employer to employee, empathy. Employees are now sharing spaces at home, right? Because it's not just one person working at home. It's not one member of the family unit working at home. It's everyone working at home. So if that is, you know, a family of six working at home, if that's a family of four, if that's a couple of two, if that's even a single person who has a roommate, you know, there's more than one person constantly at home in each other's workspaces, which is definitely a new environment to work in, but it obviously comes with its own challenges. And not to mention if you're completely isolated by yourself and working from home, that's a completely different ballgame by itself. Something as simple as something which I see happening with me personally is there's an overlap of multiple offices around the dining table. The dining table is normally the biggest surface, I guess, a desk space, if you may, if you don't have a dedicated one. Quite literally, myself and my family kind of congregate around this dining table and we literally have three to four offices operating out of that space. So you can imagine how complicated it gets to, you know, take multiple meetings and multiple calls at that space and not get in each other's faces that causes things to get very tense and therefore that reflects in your performance. That's just one very minor aspect that employers need to be empathetic towards. Simple things. Kids will scream in the background. They're kids. They have nothing better to do and they're bored and they want mommy and daddy to come play with them and see their drawing whilst he or she is trying to break down a design in front of a client. That will happen. Zoom chats will lag. You may see and hear things you should not be seeing or hearing. This will happen. What's important about all of this is that it's all okay. It's all okay because your competition, that is, your rival studio, your industry, pretty much everyone, everyone as an employer is facing this exact same problem. It's not only you, right? So don't feel like you're losing out or 
oh, I wish we could be better or I wish we could do this and, you know, kind of demand more from your employees than you normally should because it's the same issue being faced by everyone. Now, the only difference is how you as an employer can choose to react to your situation and overcome it. The best way is empathy, right? The best way is to not kind of micromanage and correct, but rather check in and ask. And we have found that that made a world of difference to us when you kind of let the small things go and you kind of focus on the bigger picture. You kind of focus on what the big task is, the big goal is. And as long as that gets done, even with a few hiccups here and there, we count that as a win. And that's what's important. Now, from an employee to an employer, right? Now, for all of you guys working for someone, you need to realize that employers have been forced to take very drastic, very extreme, very unusual, very unlikely, very apocalyptic scenario kinds of business altering steps amid this crisis. This is not a norm, right? This is not a norm. It is not going to be like this forever. But this is what they've had to do. No employer in this decade has had to deal with a global pandemic of this scale, period. Right? Therefore, just like you, just like how you are unprepared with your Zoom meetings at home and not knowing how to go about it and not knowing what button to click and what to do here and what to do there, just like you, your employer is not prepared for this as well. They are trying to figure it out just like you are. And just like you, they too will make mistakes. They too will have a lack of efficiency. Things will take longer and it will be frustrating. But again, just like we spoke about them, that is okay as well. Because bigger picture, most studios around the world are going through the exact same thing. The only difference is how you can better that and stand out and overcome. That's it. So, empathy across all boards. Empathy. Point number two, your mindset. I've said before and I will say it again and I will keep saying it that mindset is everything. Mindset is the difference between being safe at home and being stuck at home, right? Being safe at home and being stuck at home. The end result is the exact same situation. There's nothing that changes. But how you react to it is completely different. Kind of a spin-off, you know, the cliche, the glass half full, the glass half empty. It's, it's exactly that, right? So in these uncertain times, whatever your situation may be, your mindset is the only factor that is 100% in your control. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. That is the only thing that is in your control. Nothing else. You may think you have control over other things. You may think you have control over multiple areas of your life, but in all honesty, you don't. The only thing you have complete control of is your mind and how you react to those situations when you come up. So, you can either choose to see this time as a problem, as a challenge, as a pain, something negative, 
or you can see it as its exact opposite. You can see it as, for lack of a better word, an opportunity. You can see it as an opportunity to catch up with family and friends. You can see it as an opportunity to save on commuting time, not burn fossil fuels, you know, maybe make the world a little greener just by not commuting. You could, you know, learn a new skill. I'm not sure when this episode comes out, but as of its recording, I'm pretty sure Coursera has a few courses available for free for this period of time for you to kind of, you know, log in, take. Yeah, so I'm currently doing a short course in basic accounting from Udemy. Super value for money, highly recommend it. Of course, our partner, Inkscape Education Management, offers various short courses in design as well. They now offer it online, so you don't physically need to be there at a campus. You can study remotely. So you really have no reason to not better yourself for an hour every day. I mean, if you think about it, the commute that you would otherwise do to work and back, you could literally come out of this having learned something which you didn't know before. So you really have no reason not to. But I understand there's pushback. You don't want to study something new. No problem. Do something else. Update that portfolio like you thought you would, but never got around to. Update that CV with your latest work or accomplishments or, you know, whatever it is that you have achieved over the last year or two, whatever it may be, right? Even if it's a sentence or two, it's just bringing you up to speed, using your time to bring you up to speed. Network on LinkedIn, right? Connect with those people who inspire you. Ask them what they're doing. Ask them questions which you may have about whatever it is Everyone has time. Use that time to your leverage. Now, you don't want to do anything work-related. Alan, I've worked X amount of hours per day. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything in this field anymore. I'm done. I want to switch off. I get that completely, right? If you don't want to pick up a new skill, you don't want to update your portfolio, you don't want to, you know, get things up to speed, fine. I get that. No problem. You can do something else productive, right? Work out, get into shape, drop a stone or two with a relatively controlled diet, which is relatively easy to do right now. Listen to a new podcast, not particularly the A-Form show because you're already here. Thank you. Shameless little plug over there. But I'm happy to say that I was recently turned on to a podcast called Making Sense by Sam Harris. Brilliant stuff. Um... The first episode was quite lengthy. It was almost about two hours that I heard, or rather my first episode that I heard, but literally been cutting through all of that and ridiculous value, amazing value. So you can always do that. Now, you don't want to do that. Just uplift your life. Learn basic life skills. You know, learn how to cook. Learn how to bake. Save yourself the two-minute ramen and switch over to real food. Do anything right? Do anything which helps you become better, but do not mindlessly scroll on your feed and waste these precious hours that have been given to you every single day now. These are very limited resource because remember, this is not always going to stay like this. 
there is going to come a point where things are going to get back to normal and this time is time which you're otherwise going to be spending stuck in traffic, stuck on the metro, not being able to do anything and you're going to feel, damn, if only I had done the one little thing, probably would have had something to show at the end of it. That's that. Now, I don't want to come off as all efficiency and no play that every hour must be productive and so on. Absolutely not. I think it's very important that you should schedule time for Netflix, for Amazon Prime, HBO, whatever it is. I think that you should plan and you should pick a show and you should watch that show and you should complete it. You should go season by season and all that good stuff. What is important is that do not binge on that show, right? Shows are made with intent, right? There is someone somewhere who wants that show, wants that episode to be exactly that long and wants that story to be told exactly that way. So consume it the way it was made to be consumed. Savor it. Process it. Think about it. Consume your content responsibly. Now, we mentioned that you need to schedule time for this. That happens to be our third point, which is schedule. Now, after reading many online articles and blogs and consuming video, I came across a few parallels, right? Everyone pretty much says, try to maintain your office schedule as much as possible with all its beauty and all its beast, right? Wake up and sleep at the hours that you normally would. Create a workspace that resembles your office workspace as much as possible. You know, if you can, get the same sketching pens, get the same kind of tracing paper and try to get the closest possible replica, if you may, to your workspace. Dress up. Now, dress up doesn't mean that you put on a three-piece suit. It simply means get out of your PJs and get into something work appropriate that you would wear to work. I realized in my particular case, it caused a big shift, something very very minor caused a big shift for me. All I did is that in addition to all of this, I simply switched from this latte that I used to have in the morning, my coffee, and I basically went and kind of got a machine that resembled the espresso that I used to have at work from time to time. And there was just something about it. The minute I made that small switch and I started doing that, I noticed a much, much higher spike of energy I felt very invigorated and it just made me feel a lot more creative. Now, Alan, what's the point of all of this? We don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll tell you why. Most of us are creatures of habit, right? We like what we like. We like a routine because it's predictable. We like being in a scheduled kind of time frame. Our body knows what's happening. Our mind knows what's happening. Everything is familiar. This is otherwise also known as your comfort zone. Therefore, in these times where pretty much everyone overnight has gone cold turkey and completely abandoned their comfort zone, which for any motivational speaker would be like the biggest possible win ever. Unfortunately, what's happening now is because everyone has done this so suddenly, this has led to a lot of anxiety it's led to a lot of depression, a lot of fear, a lot of lack of confidence. So 
anything that can give you a sense of familiarity, right? Even if it's temporary, any sense of familiarity will put your mind at ease and will then allow you to focus and be a lot more productive in what you're doing. So therefore, try to get as close to your workspace as possible. Try to maintain as much of your routine as possible. That sense of familiarity will allow you to put your mind at ease and say, everything's fine, everything's okay, it's cool. I mean, this is exactly how a normal day would be. It's fine. And to allow you to proceed on and tackle the bigger issues that you have in front of you. So that was point number three, which was scheduling. And finally, point number four, the one that I personally am most interested about is brand equity. Now, what in God's name does brand equity have to do with COVID-19? A lot, right? Let me break it down. Anytime there is a world event that dramatically affects businesses, there is an opportunity. See how I'm saying opportunity, not a problem. There is an opportunity to either build on or erode away your brand equity, be it as a personal brand, be it as a business brand. You can either choose to build on or erode your brand equity in times like these. Whilst I was reading an article written by Mark Cuban, he said that the actions or inactions taken by businesses during this period, all of that is going to go ahead and define that brand for decades to come. For decades, right? Remember all those activations which you paid for, all those ad campaigns for a season, for a month, for an event, right? Your action or your inaction is going to impact your brand for decades to come in this period. That's how important this period is. And personally, we couldn't agree more. I can totally picture an interview, right? For lack of a better example, I can totally picture an interview going down next year wherein the following may happen. You know, a potential candidate to HR manager. Hi, HR manager. Thank you so much for the offer. However, in addition to my package, I'm also concerned about the work culture and values being followed by Studio XYZ. I apologize if there's actually a Studio XYZ somewhere out there. This is kind of just for genetic purposes. But I'm concerned about work culture. Could you enlighten me about the actions taken by your studio during the COVID-19 pandemic of last year? As far-fetched as that may sound, it is a very likely question. Now, the same question can be flipped back at you as a potential employee stating, well, potential employee, we love your work. We're just trying to get a better sense of you as a person and see how you'll fit into our studio. So during the world pandemic last year of COVID-19, could you tell us what actions you took as a team leader, as a member of a team during this time to kind of enhance your work, pick up a new skill, whatever it may be. Tell us what you did during this time and that's going to become part of their assessment, right? So clearly this time and what you do with it is going to affect your brand whether you want to or not. So having said that, this isn't a problem. This is an opportunity. Say it with me. This is an opportunity. The advantage is because you're so smart and you've been listening to this podcast for so long already, now you know this is going to happen, right? 
if you are a business or you are an employee, you can now prepare for it. You can plan for it. You can implement strategy on it. The good news is, if done correctly, your actions in this time will actually go on to benefit yourself or your brand or your studio for years to come without question. You can either become, if you are a business that is, you can either become that mediocre studio that did the absolute basics that the government said they should follow. They did it a bit too late, but they eventually did it. You know, that's that. Or you can be that studio that designers talk about over a few bevies and say, damn, you know, that studio actually did it a lot earlier. And we'd love to work over there. They really take care of their employees. That's the difference in brand that businesses can build in this time. And say what you want about it, that has value and that has an ROI, period. Whatever you want to say about it, it does have value. It does have an ROI. So as this rant has gone on for quite a bit, in conclusion, I'll wrap up with the following. Work on your brand equity as this period is going to give you the biggest possible returns in the long run for probably not as much effort, to be honest. Schedule your time as a studio or an employee. Find a routine and stick to it. All efficiency and no play is no fun either. Schedule time for fun, for Netflix, whatever it may be. Even if it's a time slot for doing nothing, right? A one-hour slot in your calendar which says nothing. That's fine too, but schedule it. Know when it's going to start, know when it's going to end. Plan for it, prepare for it. Change your mindset as that is the only thing you can 100% control in these great times. I highly recommend a book by Simon Sinek, aptly titled The Infinite Mindset. It's an absolute great read. It will push you down the road you need to go. And lastly, but by no means least, empathy. Leave cynicism at the door. No one, and I mean no one, can afford it right now all over the world. Be empathetic, whichever side of the business you fall on, right? Do not confuse empathy with tolerance or compromise. Be genuinely empathetic to your work circle. You'll feel a lot better you'll do a lot better and you will elevate others around you. And if you guys would like to reach out to us for any of the specifics that we mentioned, any of the courses that we're currently involved with or anything of that nature, I mean, if you just want to like chat on what we spoke about as well, feel free to hit us up on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's pretty much where we are. We're not anywhere else, unfortunately. If this in any way made you feel good, made you feel a little more better, made you feel a little more confident about tackling these uncertain times, please share this episode with anyone who you feel needs to hear it. And of course, if you're feeling really, really good, please drop us a little subscription here and there. You know, you could probably give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. In absolute conclusion now, as my beloved colleague, Mr. Jean-Claude would say in these times, stay safe and stay sane. Stay safe and stay sane. And we'll be back with a new episode very, very soon. Take care, guys.